Alrighty, welcome back to the Future Driven NFT Podcast, the most efficient and realist podcast in the NFT world. I'm your host, Jared. Today, we've got Mr. David Woodbury coming on, talking about some real estate and NFTs. I have to warn you before, the audio was not the best. I just... Like, I don't know what happened here. Like, it literally sounds like I'm recording from, like, a, a fucking spaceship in Mars or something. I, I Again, I don't know what happened here. Um, David's voice will, like, speed up like a chipmunk or something like that. And then, like, mine will, too. It, it's just, it's nuts. You, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So, again, I'm warning you right now, the audio quality, not the best on this episode. Luckily, I'll have David on for sure in the future. We'll record a perfectly good smooth one. But, again, this one's a little bit choppy. Um, so again, there's points where it's very smooth and there's points where it's like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? So again, it's not your shit. It's not your, your phone or whatever messing up. This audio was pretty kind of jacked up a little bit. Um, so yeah, again, I'm warning you right now. Uh, but again, still a great episode. So let's get right into it. So today we have a very special guest. Today we have the founder and CEO of the Yak Dow, Mr. David Woodbury. David is a veteran of the U.S. Coast Guard, serial entrepreneur, and speaker on Web3. The Yak Dow is a luxury camping brand offering fractional ownership through NFT memberships. Yak is revolutionizing the way individuals can own and engage with real estate assets. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jared. Appreciate Alrighty, Dave. So again, I'm, I'm super excited to talk about real estate, NFTs, how, how they kind of come together. But before I get started, I just got, I want to know, like, what is, how has your journey been like up to this point? Um, yeah, it's a good question. We, I would say it would have been a little better if we started earlier, but <laughs> um, it is what it is with market, <laughs> market conditions. And uh, so, you know, anybody living in the NFT what we've been dealing with but all things aside it's been um actually surprisingly gone really really well as far as just um adoption and our pre-sale sold out so we were really excited about that um we came up with the concept back uh, of this year so we've just been working on this for a few months um but we've got a sort of deep background in in um the outdoor recreation space I founded Camp Native, which is a booking engine for camps. And um, we just, uh, I was actually at three and we wanted to do something uh, connecting kind of the industry that I've got experience in with Web3. And that's where kind of the Yak concept has come from. So yeah, in just a few short months, we've been able to, uh, you know, really start developing and building a, a strong community. And like I said, sold out a pre-sale and we've actually just acquired our first piece of property. So I think uh, all things considered with the market conditions, we're pretty excited about where we stand today. Okay, my bad. This is, this is my fault. I, I, I asked the question wrong. So like I, I'm, I really am fascinated by like people's journeys, like getting up to this point. So again, this is my fault. But like, just take me back. Like David, when he's 19, 20, 21, yeah. like what, what is David into? Is <laughs> they, how did, you know, say so again, that was my fault, but. Uh, but yeah, like just, just something like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like the history, like my, my history of basically entrepreneurship and in business has been, um, uh, I actually worked for my grandpa back when I was 18 years old, he had a small business. Um, so kind of learned like the sales process and, 
what it was like to be a small business owner. And, um, and then I went to work for Verizon, uh, as a sales manager, ended up becoming top sales manager in the country for them back in like 2017 or sorry, 2007, all the way back. Um, and then, um, from there I started my first, uh, I actually left and started a franchise business. That was my first real entrepreneurial deal. Um, so I built, ended up building, um, 18 Verizon franchise stores. That business was acquired in 2012. We had over 100 employees. And um, yeah, so that was a real exciting period of time. And then from there, I realized like I never wanted to work in traditional retail again because it really, um, it's just a, a challenging space as far as your time is considered. You, uh, nights and weekends and every holiday you're working, you know, in the stores or whatever. So I sort of reinvented my skill set into digital, ended up uh, partnering. My business partner was employee number six at Chewy.com, which ended up becoming the e-commerce exit in history. And um, so together we live, um, and then we've got a digital agency that works with um, high growth, early early stage uh, venture backed companies through like Techstars and uh, Generator. So that's kind of our journey. And then I guess on the side, as a personal interest, I've always been a just passionate person. So I think that's what, what uh, combines Yak is really like um, tech, but experiences. And for me, being in tech, I found it necessary and uh, for my just personal well being and mental state to be able to, you know, separate myself from a screen for a little bit I don't know, do something that challenges me personally and you know just be out in nature a bit so um i got into crypto and and was trading mostly for the last three or four years um was asked to join a hedge fund uh didn't end up doing that but um but nonetheless i was doing the typical like degen trading like wake up at two in the morning check <laughs> And um, it was pretty, you know, just challenging to deal with that. So I backed a lot of that down and, um, and, and part of that was just like getting back outside again. So wanted to, you know, with Yak, bring that experience together, um, help people in crypto um, from both a, I'd say like just an experience side of things, like uh-huh. be able to detach have and touch base with people face to face. But also, like, you know, we've got this um, uh, really interesting um, revenue opportunity, which we can get into later on. But it, it's, uh, you know, there's a, a real income opportunity by, you know, owning a, a Yak NFT. So I guess that's the history and bringing it up to today. No, that's that's perfect. So when you first would well, just I guess the I'll just start with the word NFT first hit your radar. What, what was that like? Like, yeah. did you think it was BS at first or was it immediate? Like you understood you, you got it. And like, how was that? You know, I think, um, the first time, I don't think it was for me, it wasn't BS. I wasn't, I didn't adopt it, um, right away. And I wish I would have, but you know, I think it was like really uh, art, you know, art, which is just not like it's not something that never had a, a strong interest in like art and music and that kind of stuff it's just not like been part of my business and and whatnot uh-huh. so i think that's really where nfts got 
you know, exploded. But when it really started, when I, for me, the aha moment was when I started seeing how like uh, it was being adopted by gamers because, mm-hmm. um, and, and you could um, like, you know, uh, let's say you, you know, you were playing a game, you, you've got all these assets from that game. You want to leave that game and go to another game, but you can't take any of those assets with you. And with NFTs, um, it, it made like virtual worlds, like transportable, like you own those assets. And that to me was like, wow, this is really cool. This is amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's same thing. I know. Cause the reason I asked that question is because initially when people hear NFT, right. They first thing you think of the headline board, a right. Whatever sells for X amount. And they're just like, Oh, this picture is just a picture. It's BS. Uh, but again, once you start understanding, right. The blockchain technology, then you're like, Oh, then all these different ideas start opening up. So I guess like, when real estate and NFTs kind of like how, what is, what intrigues you about those two things? Yeah. Really what it was is um, I, you know, my experience in the camping space. Uh, so campground, like developing these types of properties, they, they're actually like really high margin. They produce a lot of revenue um, costs to develop them. And um, as kind of looking at like, the economy right now um and where people could potentially put put their investment dollars um recreational use property is is actually um exploding um and there's a couple of reasons for that um but you know some instances is like camping camping worlds had its two best quarters in the history of its company that's like the largest rv sales company um our platform actually had a 200% increase in um, traffic and, and revenue uh, this year as well. And so a lot of that is driven by a, like, you know, people were sort of stuck at home with the pandemic and um, now everybody's sort of loosening up and and getting out there this year. Um, But there's some better economies behind that um some better data that's more sustainable because that's kind of like a short-term thing in my opinion um and um the things that are are more interesting to me long term is baby boomers so there's in the u.s there's 74 million baby boomers retiring many of those people are looking for outdoors experiences they're able to travel a lot more um and so investing in this industry was attractive to me and then um the third thing is um, with the pandemic, we ended up having this like um, really kind of uh, expedition uh, or expediting the remote workforce. So we've got all these people that are able to work remotely. Yep. Um, and they're predicting like 35% of the, the world can um, will be remote workers in the next few years. So anyways, that's, that's kind of like what led me to to saying like, hey, this is potentially like a really good investment opportunity in the space. And then why we chose NFTs is because I was super passionate about doing something utility driven with crypto uh-huh. um, and, you know, democratizing real estate. So like bringing this full circle, it's expensive to acquire a camping property. They're, they're a couple million bucks to do one of these properties. The average person maybe can't, can't do that. Uh-huh. But if you could own a small fraction of that and produce and produce revenue, produce income off of an NFT. That's kind of an interesting concept. Yep. That's no, it's, it's super interesting. It's so in your mind, like what is the, basically the future of like the NFT memberships just like look like? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we're like scratching the surface. So there's a couple that I would say are the real pioneers. I think I think we're up there as far as real estate NFT projects. There's maybe a handful, but um, you know, I, I was looking like first quarter this year. I watched most of crypto sort of collapsing, and Linksdow uh, sold out their membership NFT collection. Um, they raised over $10 million. And then, um, they're, uh, if you're not familiar with them, they're like, um, a golf club membership. So you can have a membership to a private golf club, but then mm. also there's like an ownership tier. Um, and then, uh, you know, Fry's Dow was another one where you can like own a, a franchise restaurant and then city Dow, where they were basically developing a 40 acre property in Wyoming. So there was a couple that came before us and that I had taken notice of. And what I think the future is here is really just, um, you know, what I hope is that today there's something called accredited investors. So like if you want to invest, um, you know, some money in, a, in early stage projects or, um, you know, be an angel investor or whatever, like the, the, some, the barrier to entry is it's kind of a rich, it's kind of a rich person's game. Like you've yeah. got to have a million dollars in net worth and, or, you know, that's what you have to have to be a, an accredited investor. And mm -hmm. so to me, what I think NFT memberships help reinvent is a, a better access for people that maybe have a hundred or $200 to throw at something. Yeah. Um, and it's not just the rich man's game anymore. Yeah, no, that, make, that makes perfect sense. So now just like segueing. So like, how do you think like the government, like the SEC are going to look at like future of like crypto and NFT projects? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to look at them as all securities. <laughs> so, um, and, and I think like in crypto, we, we were so worried about being labeled a security. So like, how do you, um, and there's ways that, you know, we're working to like, play within the guidelines and everything just like everybody else. But I think they're going to have to change the guidelines because um, there's a reason that, you know, uh, the, the reason it's so hard to IPO is because banks make uh, tens of millions of dollars off every IPO. Um, it's, it's super, there's a super big barrier and expense to being a publicly traded company. Uh -huh. And I think the other, the other side of what we're doing is a DAO, right? A decentralized autonomous organization. And these DAOs essentially are like, you know, it's like creating a publicly traded company right out of the gates. Um, you have like all your members input and all, you know, there's voting rights and all this type of stuff. And so to me, that was like really interesting because we're sort of creating this way that we can launch things outside of traditional banking. So how does the government um, look at it? I mean, I think, I think, you know, there's going to be challenges, but I think um, what's going to happen is that there's all this, um, there's other, there's other governments that, you know, it's a big world we live in and there's a lot of places you can go and build these things. When As we, we talk, talk about like where I live in the U S uh, you know, the U S government has to, they, they want to, they don't want to basically keep us back from innovation, right? The U S has been yeah. one of the most innovative, um, you know, ecosystems in the world for the past whatever, and they don't want to keep us from innovation. And so I think there's some regulation and some changes 
in order to be embraceive of our technology and the way that we're doing things. And that's going to be good. It's going to be good to it's going to be good. To um, but I do think that that's the future. Um, it's not like, hey, we're going to shut down every crypto project and nobody's going to be able to do this. <laughs> Crypto's here to stay. We'll just do it yep. somewhere else. <laughs> yep. Yep. hundred percent. So, so now just going transferring to like the Yak DAO. So like, where did the initial idea come from? Um, yeah. So the initial idea came from uh, uh, basically, I've been thinking, building, like, as we were, we've been running Cam Native, we've, we've been running bookings for and RV parks and all. And um, I've been watching a couple of properties that were just doing really, really well. And they all had these like glamping sites. And um, for me, like fourth quarter last year was sort of like a burnout. Like just I was I, I was trading like 18 hours a day um, every day. <laughs> so uh -huh. um, and on some pretty high leverage. And so I like, man, I need to like take a break. And I went to like under canvas, um, which is one of these glamping resorts. And, uh -huh. uh, you know, the idea was kind of stemmed from just like pulling myself away from the grind and being like, man, we can, in, our, in this business, we um, because our, our industry runs 24, seven, 365. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it was really just like a lifestyle play and it, and I thought timely and it made sense based on the market condition. That's perfect. That's perfect. So can you explain just like a little bit of like how like the, the DAO works, like the Yak DAO works? Um, yeah. So, uh, the way we've got everything structured right now is we've got three, um, NFT membership tiers and, um, yeah. And those NFTs are really geared towards our uh, serious real estate investors. Um, uh -huh. And the reason for that is the, the main utility and benefit of those are that any real estate deal we get um, goes, goes to that, um, to that community as first right of refusal. Um, and so you've got an opportunity if you're a Monakia to invest That's first and foremost, look at all our deals and you can basically take those deals. Um, and then the second tier is our Everest and community. And again, what we wanted to do, like a dome is kind of basic domes and they are expensive. Like they're, you know, 35 to $50,000 for a dome. So we recognize that, not everybody has say fifty thousand dollars to um, you know to drop on a dome a dome unit, and yeah. so those domes can be fractionalized into fifty units, um, and those those units can then be sold as NFTs um, to the community. So that's kind of the second tier. So you could own just like one fiftieth of a dome, um, and and then in addition to that, the every community. Um, gets a 10% discount off booking any of our properties. And sort of our vision is to have a global ecosystem of properties sort of, you know, all over the world. Yeah. And then the third tier is our K2 community, which is really focused on just like, hey, 
uh, outdoors. Uh, we want to discount camping. Um, and, you know, we do have some art behind, like most membership NFTs right now are not doing art. Um, we have some really good art that we've done. Um, and so we're sort of combining utility with, with art. And um, so, you know, I think there's an opportunity for those to, those to become valuable, just like they probably get exchanged more often than the other ones on the market. And um, uh, they also hold a utility of a discount. So 5% discount off any property stays. And they also have sort of the third opportunity to invest. Every, every one of our NFT members can invest in a, in a property, but it's tiered. So like all the investment opportunities are provided, you know, by your, your status. So if you're, you're a Monarchia first, first rights. Um, so, and that those guys can buy like the dome outright. So if you buy a dome out, NFT outright, you can customize it, all that kind of stuff. If, if we have domes that we uh, are not sold to the Mauna Kea crowd, then what we do is we design them as a DAO and we, we produce those as that one fiftieth opportunity for the Everest community. And then K2s if they're not filled by Everest. That's, that's super interesting. So can you like, tell me like a little bit more about like the locations? Yeah. So the first property we identified and acquired it. Um, well, I would, we're in the, we have a, uh, signed, we're under contract. We close on the property September 21st. It's in Brevard, North Carolina. Mm, okay. And we chose this area first, um, for a couple of reasons. Um, one is, uh, the, well, I would say the most important is, is speed to actually develop a property. So when you're in real estate and you invest in, um, you know, in a project like we're pulling off here, um, there's a lot of times there's a lot of red tape from just like the, you know, the, the county and the cities and things like that, that you're trying yeah. to develop this property. Well, it turns out particular county, like no red tape on unrestricted land. So if we found mm. land in this county in Transylvania, uh, North <laughs> Carolina, we could basically um, just build a campground and we didn't have to like wait six months for the government to tell us what we could do it. So yeah. that was a pretty big advantage because we were looking at like Utah and Colorado and some of those those places as well. And, um, you know, water access uh, and then. Uh, the second reason why we chose this location is just um, it's a beautiful spot. So it's in the Smoky Mountains. There's 150 waterfalls in this community. Mm -hmm. There's like world-class mountain biking. Um, there's a like a fly fishing, um, a blue ribbon fly fishing river within a mile of the property. There's a private mm -hmm. pond and swimming hole on the property. So it's just going to be like a really amazing experience. And then um, the additional value is that there's in the U.S. Um, we look at population centers and like two thirds of our population lives on the East Coast um, in mm -hmm. the entire country. From our uh, Atlanta's three hours away, Charlotte's two hours away. Um, you know, we just have like tens of like over 10 million people within a three hour drive of our property. So yep. when I look at like just booking and ROI to the, you know, to the members, 
um, th there's going to be a really strong ROI to our, our members that own an NFT at our first property. So that, that's why we chose that one. Um, how we choose future properties is really going to be um, community driven. So like on our discord, we have a place that uh, members from our community can like just submit, you know, Zillow listings and um, you know, the DAO, we basically go take a look at those and see if it meets our criteria. But that that's actually how we came across um, Brevard in the first place. Like I'm not from there or anything. And uh -huh. um, a community member was like, Hey, you guys should check this place out. And yeah, it made, it made a lot of sense. So um, we've got community members already in like Europe, Africa, Asia. Um, and so we're definitely getting actually Australia. So we're getting stuff like from all over the world to develop these properties. And really it's just going to be a matter of like funding and, and running the, um, you know, the, the finances correctly to be able to scale this thing. So. That's super, that's super interesting. That's super cool. Like you're talking about Africa, Australia. That's, that's super cool. So, so now let me ask you, you mentioned earlier about running a, a successful pre-sale. So like, so for someone that's releasing an NFT project, like what does a successful pre-sale like look like? I mean, I guess it's like all relative, but um, for us, we, we needed enough funding to basically acquire, to, to do our research, have a bit of marketing market. budget, and, um, and then, you know, uh, we wanted to have a down payment and have some things set up for, for our, um, our property that we're trying to acquire. And so, you know, the budget we put together was like, Hey, we need to raise like $300,000. And, um, so in early June, we partnered with a, um, so we actually, the way we did this is we, cause we didn't know much about NFTs to be honest. Um, April and other than just being like traders, we didn't know like the smart contract code, all that kind of stuff, how, how you build these things correctly. And so the first thing we did is we submitted to like four different NFT launch pads. Hmm. And um, we actually, this is actually one of the ways that we realized we're on a pretty good idea is we, within a week we had offers from, launch pads mm. and that was april which market can in april um, as well yeah. so um we were like maybe... like what we're doing here and uh, so we ended up choosing fair work with um and mm. one of the reasons we chose them it is they're not necessarily known as um an nft launch pad as much as they are um, for their like token and DeFi side of things. And we really see a vision. We're going to launch a uh -huh. token as well. Um, we see a vision of like, a you know, somewhat of a DeFi protocol that ties in with NFTs. So um, because of the real estate asset holdings that we have. So, yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say like working with a launch pad, if you're a new project is, is a really great start. Just, you can't like, the experience that you get from people that have been in, been in the industry for a year or two, it's, it's, it saves you a lot of time. And yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, that makes sense. This, this, I should but take it, take it wherever you want. So how do you think NFTs are going to just like impact state to like? Yeah. So I think, 
Um, I think I think real estate is one of the most. So it's going to be one of the most challenging industries to disrupt, but it's it's so prime for disruption because of the astronomical margins that exist within the industry um, that to exist. Um, uh, so I mean, we can talk real estate agents open doors for you basically, um, and they get six percent of the property sale, and, <laughs> and then um, and then you've got. Um, Sections. Um, yep. You know, it, let's let's just say like all houses lived on the blockchain, in the and you could look at the blockchain, and you have information as far as like when that la when that roof was redone, or when the water heater was redone. Like everything could be connected that way. Um, so, you know, I'm getting way ahead of like what what the future could be of this, but I mean, inspections um, be transparent when you use you know, blockchain essentially. Yep. Um, but then, you know, uh, other industries like title companies, title companies take like seven, 10 grand, something like that off every <laughs> yep. um, real estate transaction for basically paper that yep. could be, <laughs> could be on the chain. Um, and then, you know, companies like middleman, um, financing companies that, um, take margin. So there is just astronomical margin, like I said, like, you know, banks, uh, banks, mortgage, uh, brokerage firms, uh, uh, and then services like, in, uh, sections. So I think really like, I, I started talking about NFTs, but we're like tech could, yep. um, innovate significantly in the industry where I think NFTs come into play is as real estate becomes more and more unattainable like back i don't know 20 years ago like the american dream of like own go to college <laughs> get a job own a house right um that was attainable for a lot of people and today it's not as attainable as it was maybe 20 or 30 years ago. yeah um and so i think i think like fractional ownership is going to become like a really interesting opportunity like and it's just, it's so easy to do that through NFTs. And we know that today, like the historical model that shares, and they're awful because you can't, because you can't exchange them easily. Um, yep. True for NFTs. There's tons of liquidity and tons of opportunity to exchange and sell NFTs. And so um, I think that's where it really comes into play is like democratizing real estate for smaller investors, which is a, a passion of ours at Yak. That's that's super interesting. Yeah, that, that makes makes perfect sense. So you you and the team at, at Yak, like wh what is something in the near future that you are just really excited about? Well, I would say we, we're doing our public mint on September 8th. So uh we have been working hard on our smart contracts and trying to uh, our smart contracts are more complex than most be mostly because of the um the way that we're structuring like fractional ownership of the domes uh -huh. pieces of real estate so like one of them and then each one of those comes with 50 additional so that's just taking us a little more time to like develop those correctly um but ready like it's in testing like right now and um 
start minting for our pre-sale in the next week. Um, and so uh, we'll have our public September 8th. And we close on our property in Brevard September 21st. Um, so those are like two big dates for us that are super exciting in the near future. And then the next one is going to be like our token launch. We've already got like, um, we've got multiple VCs interested in, we don't want to, we don't want this to be like all about big money coming into this. Like the mission really is so that, um, the, the retail investment can can own fractions of this so um uh we're definitely uh excited about the token launch i think we're aiming for that like um we'll do a pre-sale probably fourth quarter and then we'll do a launch of the token probably q1 next year is is our target and was a, a second property um within so that we want to open the first property for business by Q2 next year. Uh, there's a lot of development that goes into like building out the property. Um, we got decks going in and domes going in and there's going to be a central bathhouse with a pool house and all that kind of stuff, uh, a shared kitchen. Um, and then our second property, we're hoping, you know, we have acquired by second quarter of next year as well. That's super. That's interesting. Like, I just want to get like kind of like nitty gritty with it. Just so like, so someone that, it purchases, right? They have this NFT, right? What so they can show up whenever? Is it every quarter? How does how exactly does that work? Um, yeah. So the way uh, the way like visiting the property works is so everybody, if you own one of the NFTs and you own one of the um, uh, the masks, so like you have your membership nft you have to have a member nft membership nft in order to own one of like the master um dome nfts uh -huh. and if you own like an a real estate ownership nft um the only ones that control the calendar completely like can just book out whenever they want are people that buy a, a dome outright um but if you don't if you just buy like 150th what you do is you just use your 10% discount to book so you can book whenever you want you just have to book it and the reason why we don't give away um like a bunch of free time uh every we want this to be a uh opportunity so you know we're projecting one dome's going to produce $60,000 a year of income so if you bought you know I'll just projections take this yeah. with a grain of salt yeah. i want to use the numbers to you know to kind of help you understand the nitty yeah so if you own like that of that let's just call it like a thousand dollars a year that that nft produces for you um if you want to come stay a couple nights you know it might be um 200 bucks a night but you know you get your 10 percent discount so you're spending 350 or whatever staying at the dome obviously you're reaping some of the from the uh you know your 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 uh, income off your nft is paying for part of that essentially um and it's also like paying every member of the dow and the community that's invested in it so that was the way that we could kind of make it democratic and not like because if we had people like blocking out all the and it wasn't producing any revenue your nft would be essentially worthless there'd be no revenue being generated from it yeah that makes sense so if, so if anybody wanted to come and like just take a look, like where where can they where can they find you at? 
Um, yeah, so our site is yak.camp and um, on yak.camp, we've got like our white paper um, and links to like our discord. Uh, we're, uh, we're definitely most active on discord and Twitter. So you can follow us on at uh, the yak Dow on Twitter. Um, and um, yeah, I would say like those are the two like social platforms that definitely have the most traction right now or most active. Uh, we do have a telegram account, but that's more so like we use it for like internal communications and then um uh yeah i would say like mostly twitter right now is where we're doing all of our announcements our primary announcements but if you really wanted to like engage in like the properties and like what we're you know be a part of the dow then discord is the way to go so perfect i was just i was actually reading the white paper so Again, if anybody has anything like that white paper, super in-depth, obviously the white paper, but like super in-depth. Um, so again, it's, it literally <laughs> gets like the nitty gritty out. Um, so all the details and everything. Um, so I was reading the whole thing and I was just like, wow, I want to know, wait, what about this? What about this? And it explains everything pretty thorough. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Uh, but David, again, I really appreciate you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Jared. I appreciate the time. Thanks for all the great questions. Um, yeah, and and appreciate uh, that checking us out awesome already david all right have a good night talk to you later have a good yeah bye bye, bye, -bye. Alrighty, that is the end of today's episode if you made it all the way through first of all congratulations i know it was not easy to listen to that audio it was pretty choppy but again this was i love this episode like david was just spitting real shit about nfts real estate right the yak dow right sec like all these different things so to me i love this episode i gained a lot of information and knowledge from it um again i just hate that the audio quality was so crappy like that so again my apologies about that but again if you want to reach me on instagram it's going to be future of nft on instagram on twitter it's going to be th e-e-j-a-r-r-o-d and if you want to leave a voice message the link is in the show notes below alternatively my email is down there so again you just want to reach out let me know what you're working on or you just want to say what's up uh, i love it all right um, or just want to send some feedback i love that as well uh, but again i'm going to say this right now if you're not subscribed subscribed you do not want to miss this next episode i'm telling you that right now so that is the end of today's episode i We'll see you on the next one. Peace.